This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hey fam, today we are talking about an incredibly important thing that you can do. I had a hard time with the word thing. I'm I'm going on the, I'm going on a wing here. Um, it's an incredibly important thing that you can do to actually help offset any head injuries or the potential of, of extreme head injuries, AKA also concussions, because let's just face it as mountain bikers and sometimes also as gravel cyclists and just more aggressive cyclists in general, think about what we're doing. You know, think about what you're doing on the bike. You're literally yeeting yourself down a mountain on a bike. And, you know, the act of yeeting yourself down this mountain can just bring about the potential of injury that much more. Because think about how much speed you have going into your turns, how much speed you have going downhill, especially you don't necessarily have a ton of speed as you're going uphill unless you're on an e-bike, but you know, it is something to consider at any point while you're biking, doesn't matter what type of bike you're on, you have the potential of accidents. Now I'm not going to suggest that you should wrap yourself in bubble wrap and just call it a day and just play it safe and don't do anything and don't try anything and don't push your boundaries. I'm not saying that at all. And I'm definitely not wanting to fear monger in this episode. Instead, I want this episode to be something that you can refer to, to help build your confidence and to help build your resilience, to help potentially reduce the impact that you could have, especially when it comes to concussion. All right. Now concussion, in case you're not sure what it is exactly, it's basically a mild brain injury, but it can also range in uh, intensity or severity. All right. There's generally, there's three levels of, of, types of concussions that you you really should know about. Okay. The first one is, you know, going to be a mild concussion. So it's grade one. And this particular grade of concussion is considered, you know, it's mildest form, but even the mildest form is no joke. All right. It can still have symptoms that regular, they regularly last for, I'd say like 15 minutes. Um, and they don't involve any loss of consciousness. All right. So this is something that's fairly temporary. But please know that people, you, may experience different symptoms from other friends that you've had that have experienced concussion, okay? Sometimes it could be a headache, dizziness, confusion. You can experience some nausea. Definitely sensitivity to light or noise for a lot of folks. Uh, You might have difficulty concentrating, staying focused. And please know that, you know, sometimes these symptoms might be relatively short-lived, but please don't underestimate what a mild concussion can actually do for you and your brain and your overall brain health. These are not, even though it has the word mild in it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's mild. It's just, it's mild considering the other grades. Okay. (laughs) Um, now please know, you know, minor head injuries can still disrupt your daily functioning. So please give yourself grace during this. Okay. So that's grade one. Then we have grade two, which is considered more of a moderate concussion. And this is characterized by symptoms that persist for longer than 15 minutes. Okay. So mild concussion, it's going to be about 15 minutes or less, generally speaking, whereas moderate concussion is going to extend past that 15 minute window. 
there's still no loss of consciousness. So yay, winning. Uh, but the duration of the symptoms combined with the intensity that you could experience, that's really what's going to give you a differentiation between the mild concussion or grade one versus grade two. All right. So hopefully that kind of helps eliminate any questions that you might have about that. Generally speaking, the symptoms are the same that I already outlined. You might, however, experience a little bit more intense nausea and vomiting, especially. Uh, You might fatigue more. You might have a little bit more mood swings and irritability and things like that. It can also include some sleeping difficulties. All right. Um, You might also find that your dizziness is enhanced and your sense of balance and, and just general sense of coordination might be a little off. All right. So these can definitely at the moderate level, grade two level, they can definitely impact your daily activities of living and just how you're, you're thinking and acting and and just being a human day in and day out. All right. Again, give yourself grace when this happens and please listen to your physician. Should you ever experience grade two or any type of moderate concussion or more or less, please listen to your healthcare provider. Okay. And then last but not least, of course, we have grade three, which is a severe concussion. This is going to be the most, it's going to be the highest level of concussion that you can experience is the grade three. And that does involve a loss of consciousness. Okay. So you, it can be a brief loss of consciousness, either right after impact or even shortly afterwards. So maybe you get up, you, you know, right afterwards and you're fine, but then maybe you pass out again, um, or pass out for the first time. Your your pass out can last for a few seconds to several minutes, hopefully not more than that. But please know that, you know, these symptoms can be even more intense. You know, they can also be more severe. You can have a massive amount of confusion, disorientation. You can also experience seizures, slurred speech. You definitely will, you know, uh, have a higher likelihood of experiencing vomiting. Your pupils might be in different size from one eye to the other. Um, you can have very, very intense bouts of drowsiness and also potentially a difficulty waking up. So please know, you know, all of these things, they sound a lot more serious. And again, I'm not trying to scare you or anything, but I did want to use this as an opportunity for a couple of minutes to educate you on the different grades and severity of concussion. That way, you know, all right. So please be aware of these symptoms. Um, if you are experiencing a headache or you did experience any loss of consciousness, this is definitely a time it, there's always a safe time to get, get things checked out. Okay. Um, when it's involving your head and, and you know, any type of crash on your noggin, definitely get it checked out. Now, what I want to talk about today is, is, Hey, mountain biking, gravel cycling, really just biking in general, you are out on the trail depending on what type of biking you're doing, or you're with cars if you're doing road cycling or gravel biking. And that can increase your potential for just accidents and, you know, falling over and hitting your head, all right? Especially when you do start to push yourself and start to really explore and and navigate some more treacherous terrain, or I don't want to use the word treacherous. Why did I use that word? Um, again, I'm not fear-mongering, <laughs> so, but, you know, a more challenging terrain. How about that? I think that's a safe word. Um, But please know that, you know, just because you have a concussion doesn't necessarily mean that you're never going to be recovered. Sometimes there are people that will notice, you know, even months after a concussion, potentially even years, um, they just don't feel quite the same. All right. And I will go ahead and say the recovery time after concussion, this is going to vary person to person. And it does also depend on the severity. Like I just talked about, whether they had grade one, two, or three, 
depends on the severity of the brain injury that they had, because in essence, you had a, a traumatic brain injury, whether it was mild, moderate, or severe, it doesn't really matter. You experienced some sort of traumatic brain injury, and that is no joke. So please know that, you know, some people, hey, they can recover within a couple of weeks, especially if it was more on the mild end of the, you know, the spectrum. But, you know, worst cases, concussion symptoms can last for years. And I will say on average, most concussions do resolve within about four to six weeks. Sometimes it's, it's two weeks, like I said, but again, it varies person to person and it depends on the severity. Um, but on average, the recovery time after concussion has been estimated to be about, you know, two weeks to, to four weeks for most people in that recovery range. But, um, there is an estimate that about 20% of people need about six weeks or more just to recover. All right. Now, there are some factors that can slow down your recovery time. And again, that's the severity of your initial injury if you try to do too much too soon. So if you're on electronics all day, even though the doctor told you not to be on electronics or watching TV or doing just intense things, listening to intense music, listening to all this stuff, that those inputs to your brain are fatiguing your brain. All right, so this is when it's a good time to take some time off of work, depending on what you do for a living. And if you can, and I know that not everyone is able to do that, believe me, I know that is not accessible for a lot of people, but this is a time to take, take a break. If you can talk to your manager, if you do have one or a boss or something like that and and explain to them, you know, Hey, can I do things that are maybe more paper oriented and don't involve electronics, which I know that's going to be hard to find, but, um, Still, give give yourself options. Try not to scroll on your phone. Try not to do too much on your phone because uh, the tinier the screen, the more, just more intense that your brain has to work, okay? Uh, and after you do experience a, a concussion, you do really want to focus on recovering as best as possible. And, you know, sometimes that entails you not being on electronics. You want to give your brain a break, right? Other things that can slow down your recovery time include stress. Uh, your age, if you are older, that will, of course, prolong your recovery time. If you have a history of concussions, that can obviously add to it. And also, if you have any type of, you know, pre-existing neurological issues or diseases or things like that, then that can that can impact your recovery time, okay? Now, things that can help your recovery time are going to be, you know, doing some sort of light movement if you can, because then you're just less prone to be you know, feeling sad and and low and things like that, the more that you're able to move your body, giving yourself mental rest and physical rest though, when needed, especially the mental rest, like I talked about, just not using electronics, things like that. Seeking mental health therapy is really going to be very beneficial for you as well, as well as really focusing on, you know, eating as well as you can, abstaining from alcohol, getting as best of sleep as you can, especially if you are having some difficulty with sleeping And then of course, seeking any medical care and medication that you might need to help with that outcome and to help with your recovery. All right. Now let's talk about prevention here. So preventing concussions, of course, wearing a helmet for, I'm just going to say for fuck's sake, please wear a helmet. I was trying to think of a word other than the F word, but you know what? I just can't wear a helmet. Sometimes I go to the bike park here in Denver and I see folks all the time on these jumpers, these dirt jumpers, and they're not wearing a helmet. And I'm absolutely floored. Same thing with skateboarders. And like, look, I know helmets, they're not attractive. They're not good looking. I mean, I will go ahead and say Smith helmets. I find them very attractive. Um, I wouldn't say attractive. Maybe attractive is a, is a harsh word or a strong word, but they're good looking helmets, right? Um, I know helmets just 
they're not good looking. You're going to have helmet hair afterwards. You're going to have these little things on your forehead sometimes, these impressions on your forehead after you take it off. I get it. But man, your brain, please, just for the love of yourself, protect your brain. Get a good helmet. Get something with MIPS in it, M-I-P-S. It's going to help keep everything stable because the less you can jostle around your brain during an impact, the better, okay? Um, so that's first thing. Just wear a damn helmet, <laughs> please. Second thing, obviously try to bike and experience riding within your experience level, within your skill level. I'm not trying to tell you not to push yourself. I do want you to push yourself and I strongly encourage you to push yourself. But you know, if you're doing something, if you're doing a jump that maybe you haven't learned how to land yet and you're, you're, you know, going a little too far ahead of, of your comfort zone and your ability and your skills, you are going to increase your risk of injury. So I always recommend, Hey, stay in your lane. You know, make sure that you're doing things that are within your current skill level. Not to say that you're never going to be able to do these things. I'm not saying that at all. You're just not able to maybe do them yet. All right. There's a big difference between being able to do them now and being able to do them later. All right. You can definitely, I'm sure there's the potential there for you to do them later. Should you put in the practice and things like that? But this is what's really going to help you is just practicing now, staying in your lane, putting in the skill work and all of that. And that brings me to tip number three, which is put in the skill work. So if you do want to push yourself and you do want to get ahead and you do want to try things that are a little bit more challenging or a lot more challenging, put in the skill work. All right. This is something that I've had folks come on my, my podcast and talk about like Joanna Yates. I can link that episode in the, in the show notes, but she says it time and time again, is just put in even just a few minutes a day, like two to three times a week, whatever you can do. Put in some sort of skill work because that will apply to helping prevent injury and prevent concussion and prevent some severe things that you can experience later on down the road. Is that going to be 100%? No, because accidents, they're called accidents. You know, they're not called on purpose dents. Uh, that's actually something that someone told me this sweet, young, uh, not young, I guess she was, you know, maybe in her 20s, 30s at the time. The sweet Southern woman told me this. Um, they're called accidents, not on purpose dents. And she told me this after I had a car accident and it was actually a life-changing car accident. Um, for me in terms of, I was not injured. However, my accident, my car accident, I could have gone off the bridge had I, had I had my accident about 10 feet later. All right. So I was pretty close, um, to having a severe accident and I would have gone off this bridge and ended up in the river. Instead, I ended up in the river, but I went down the embankment. So yay. Um, but here I was sitting on my hood, you know, watching the the water (laughs) rush by and she's like, honey, they're called, they're called on accidents, not on purpose dance when this sweet Southern accent. And anyways, it's just a line that has stuck with me for quite a while because I was, I was, you know, God, how old was I? I was like 19, maybe 18. And I was in tears because I had just like totaled my car. I could just tell as it was floating in the river. But anyways, there you go. There's my story of the day. Thanks friends. Um, but another thing that you can do to help prevent this injury, to help prevent neck injuries, to help prevent head injuries, to help prevent concussion, or at least the severity of concussion. Have a strong neck. All right. So to have a strong neck, hey, you have these neck muscles that help support your neck. Your, your, your head, by the way, weighs about 16 pounds. 
give or take, right? I'm sure some people's heads weigh more than that, but you know, just think about it. You have a bowling ball basically on, on your shoulders, all right? So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea on how heavy your head can be because I don't see anyone, you know, just weighing their head on a, on a body weight scale. But if you're looking at about a 16 pound head or bowling ball on your shoulders, that's going to be a lot of strain that could be on your neck. This is one reason why people have been talking lately about tech neck and things like that and just poor posture because yeah, things like this can cause neck injuries or neck pain or back pain or upper shoulder discomfort and just tension. All right. I don't know very many people who don't have shoulder tension or sometimes feel their traps. So this is when having a stronger neck could really be beneficial because the key here is that when you're strengthening your neck muscles, you're also strengthening your upper back muscles, which is really cool. Um, and then sometimes like scalenes and things like that, which are these muscles that are in your neck and whatnot. Now, what's also cool is sometimes these muscles, having a little bit more stronger muscles, I've noticed that I feel just more stable in my day-to-day life, which is really awesome. I have less neck pain. I have less neck pain from sleeping wrong. Uh, I have less less neck pain from just being on a, a crappy pillow. So these are all really beneficial things to have. Now, I will say, you know, again, concussions, which are caused by an impact that makes your brain move, you know, inside your skull. So it's closed head injury. It can be an open head injury, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but they can lead to those problems that we talked about, like, you know, problems with concentration and focus, your mood, uh, dizziness, nausea, things like that. But research is finding that a neck that is stronger, sometimes thicker. I mean, of course, you know, I know a lot of my listeners, myself included, I don't necessarily want a thicker neck, um, but I do want to have better posture. So a, a neck that's stronger is also going to help have, um, a little bit more of a neutral posture with your neck. Okay. And that basically means that your ears are going to be aligned with your shoulders. So you're not jutting forward. You're not jutting too far back, things like that. All right. Now what's cool is having a stronger neck, you know, that can reduce the amount of energy that's transferred to your brain during any type of impact during an accident, you know, so IE like a bike crash. Now I will go ahead and say the caveat here is that a lot of the research that we have right now out in academia and things like that, it's mostly about high impact sports. So we're talking football, rugby, hockey, um, boxing. I've seen uh, studies on boxing. I think there were some studies that I read for soccer. I'm, I'm, everything's blend, blending together as I was prepping for this um, interview or prepping not for this interview. I'm interviewing myself, but prepping for this podcast episode. But I'll link a few of the research articles in the show notes. But please know there's a lot. If you just go to, you know, Google, hey, Google, go to PubMed, whatever. But research now, of course, when you do Google, why am I, why am I blanking on what it is? It's Google Scholar that I use. Um, don't use regular Google because google.com can link to some weird things sometimes. Um, and maybe not like valid, valid things. How about that? Um, so use Google Scholar, you know, go to PubMed, uh, go to ResearchGate, whatever you want and just Google, you know, just search rather neck strength and concussion. Uh, or something like that. All right. And it'll give you some ideas on just the magnitude of research that's out there. And it's still coming out. We're still researching this. So even though we're doing a lot of research, it's mostly on football and just high impact sports like rugby versus mountain biking. However, I want to go ahead and repeat what I said earlier in today's episode. You are yeeting yourself down a mountain. That is no joke. So the speed at which you're going is about you know, sometimes upwards of 20 to 50 miles per hour. I know I've gone over 50 miles per hour coming down a mountain pass. 
So please know that even though you're not playing football and you're not impacting against someone else, you're going incredibly fast. So look at Formula One drivers. Now I know, I know we're not going as fast as Formula One drivers. Trust me, I know that. But Formula One drivers are also um, being researched for this and they are notorious for building neck strength because they experience so many G forces, so many G's of force while they're racing. All right. They do extensive strength training because they are combating the forces of their F1 car. So it's just an example. And again, I know we're not F1 drivers on our bike. We're not going that fast. Um, if you are dude, (laughs) tell me your secrets. Um, but that doesn't negate the potential for having a stronger neck to help offset concussion. All right. So hopefully I've given you, you know, a good outline of what is a concussion, why it's important to know, you know, and what you can do to help prevent it. So strength training. All right. Your head can't really hold a, a barbell or a dumbbell or a kettlebell, right? Unless you attach something to it, like the iron neck device or something like that, like a harness around your neck or a harness around your head. But uh, there are ways that you can exercise it. And I'm going to give you three examples and they're going to be listed in the show notes. I mean, I'm going to talk about them though. Um, but I'm going to give you three examples that are going to be in the show notes. So that way you can reference them. They're on my YouTube channel. That way you can see. I do want to go ahead and say, because most of my listeners are female, um, or female identifying or non-binary individuals. Women typically have less neck strength. Okay. So we can experience a greater risk of concussion. Therefore, please know this is, this is why it's so important for me. All right. To talk about this and your severity of symptoms might be even greater. You might feel like your recovery duration is even longer than your male you know, counterparts, your best friends or whatever that you know, who, you know, who may have had experienced a concussion, but that does not take away from your experience. You know, whether you're male, female or whatever. It, your experience, how you're feeling and how you're recovering is your experience and your experience alone. So I don't want to take away from that, but please know that if you're female, great. We're, we're already kind of going to, going here on the bike for a bike ride with weaker necks. And again, I'm trying not to scare anyone, but I'm trying to reinforce the idea of building in neck strength. Okay. And don't worry. You're not going to look like your, your head's connected to your traps by just, um, you know, standing around and, and, you know, drinking protein shakes or just by doing these, these neck exercises. I'm not trying to do that, but I am trying to give you an option for stronger necks. Okay. So there's three different ways. I mean, actually, technically there's four different ways that you can move your, your neck or work your neck muscles. So there's flexion, extension, lateral, and then also rotational, which I don't have any videos on my YouTube channel for rotational yet. Um, because generally speaking, that would be more with a band and things like that. I'm going to get into that with my clients in Shred Strong. So I haven't recorded that video yet, but flexion. Flexion is basically when you're thinking about chin to your chest. All right. Extension of your neck is basically when you're thinking about bringing your chin up towards the sky. All right. So you're extending it forward. You're looking up lateral. That's your side. So your side neck neck muscles that help prevent side to side movement. All right. So those are the three main ways that you can kind of work on strength. And then of course there's rotational. So very much like you can move with the human body. What I recommend to help strengthen your necks are, um, your neck rather is first of all, I I want you to progress these movements, of course. So don't just go right into neck planking. 
Um, in these videos that I'm going to share in the show notes, there are options with using your hands for support and using them as support and tapping, you know, your hands to your hips or, or shoulders or whatever. That way you can kind of work your way up to doing a standalone plank on your neck. Um, but don't just start right out of the gate doing handsless. All right. That's going to probably aggravate some of your muscles and things like that. So even in my shred strong program over the past few weeks, I'm progressing my clients and also my one-on-one clients right now, because it's that time, the time of the season, you know, it's spring, we're getting ready to bike more downhill parks are getting ready to open. So I've been ramping my, my clients up to strengthening their necks right now. And even in the rider to racer program, uh, that it's getting ready to start in a couple of weeks here, about three weeks here, you know, that program through Venture Birds, I'm going to have them do neck exercises, which is something I haven't done in any of the previous rider to racer programs yet, but I want to add it because, you know, the research is here. And even though the research isn't conclusive, I feel like the research is just staring us in the face and it's waving a red flag like, hey, look at me. This is something we can do. And I figure it's not going to hurt anyone because most of us, most of my clients, including myself, are at a desk. We're looking down at our phones. We're bent over. We might not have ideal posture during the day. So it's, it, I think it's going to be beneficial regardless. All right. All right. So to work the neck plank or to work the neck flexion, right? So, so trying to, you know, look down, basically build those muscles. All right. You're going to want to build your front neck muscles for that. All right. So what I recommend for that, because you're working your front neck muscles. So the ones that you can feel, I'm not going to tell you the names of the muscles because that's just going to make your eyes glaze over. Um, but you're going to put a band and you're going to put it around your forehead and then you're going to have it tied behind you. So on an anchor point that's behind you, and then you're facing away from it and you're just going to hold it. And we're talking isometricals here. So just an ISO hold. You're not doing anything except thinking about what you maybe have to do that day. No, think about the movement that you're that you're doing in the moment. That way you're present and you have a little bit more mind-muscle connection. But you're going to just hold that position where you have some tension on the band. You feel it and you feel your front neck muscles working. Hold it for 10 seconds. Start there. Do two to three sets of this twice a week. It's going to be beneficial. Boom. 10 seconds. Build up to a 30-second hold. After you reach 30-second hold, you should be able to progress to a neck plank, which I'm going to, again, link in the show notes. Now, any of these links that I have in the show notes for these three videos, they can be done with a band going in that opposite direction. So wherever the bench is on my head, that is where you're going to have the band, all right? So you're just going to anchor the band away from you. Same thing with extension. This is when you're going to have the band on the back of your head. So it's going to be on the back of your skull and you're going to be facing the anchor point for the band in front of you. So you're going to have it anchored in front of you at eye level and you're just going to step back, you know, step backwards away from the band where you have some tension on the band. And then again, hold it for 10 seconds. Nice isometric, nice isometric hold and then build up to 30 seconds over time. Usually it can take you about four weeks, maybe six weeks, depending on your you know, neck musculature and strength beforehand, before you start it, but build up to about two to four weeks and maybe six weeks. And, you know, again, 10 to 30 seconds. Then we have lateral neck strength. Okay. So the size of your neck, and this is when you're going to have the band on the left side of your skull or the right side of your skull, not skull head. Um, and then you're going to have it anchored in the opposite direction. And again, you can imagine what you're going to do. You're going to step sideways. You're going to step laterally away from that anchor point for the band. And then you're going to hold again, 10 seconds, build up to 30 seconds over a few weeks. 
once you feel confident in doing this, once one to two times a week, again, two to three sets of this, then build up to some neck planks. I have the videos in the show notes, but we're going to do neck plank for flexion, extension, and lateral. And again, start with 10 second hold, maybe even five seconds at first. Just get yourself used to the position. Use your hands for support and then eventually build up to about a 30 second hold. And that's really going to be a fantastic baseline for having a stronger neck and feeling less neck strain and getting some better, uh, better posture. Now, of course, with something like this, please, if you do have some high blood pressure or low blood pressure issues, maybe talk to your doctor before you do this because it can cause a little bit of pressure on your head. Um, and of course, if you do have a, a neck injury or are suffering from a concussion right now and are recovering, please, again, talk to your healthcare provider, ask them if it's safe for you to kind of continue and, and give these exercises a try. Do they look weird? Yeah. Yeah, man. They look really weird. Like I feel weird when I do them in the gym. I'm going to be honest, but, uh, these are exercises that are time and time again, they're, they're supported by physical therapists in the industry and my personal physical therapist and, you know, therapists, Zach and Danny, they always recommend these. And you know what? Ever since I've been doing them, guess what? I have less shoulder pain. I have less upper back pain. I have less trap tightness. There's a reason that we, that we have these as a tool. All right. So just, we just have to use these tools effectively and you actually have to do PT. So that's the thing. You have to do these exercises in order to actually reap the benefits of them. Okay. So hopefully having these exercises in your toolbox and just knowing a little bit more about concussion and the severity of the, of the situation and ways that you can prevent the severity of concussion potentially makes you feel more positive and optimistic and makes you feel more confident going down that that mountain, yeeting yourself down the mountain. (laughs) All right. That's all I have for you today, friends. Uh, Please check the notes in the show notes or links in the show notes, especially if you are getting ready or you're interested in taking a clinic. Uh, Mountain biking clinic season is here. I'm going to be working with Venture Birds and Vita MTB series, doing some coaching one-on-one with them, as well as some clinics. I know we have Snowmass, June 24th and 25th. Oh my gosh, we have a few more spots left for this clinic and it is literally the best, in my opinion, the best bike park in the state of Colorado. It's my favorite. It's just a lot more fun uh, and it's just going to be a lot more lush than other bike parks maybe in the area. Um, It's fun and you're going to be guided two days going to go all over, going to go over all the skills. And then you're going to have a pro following you down the mountain and giving you some guidance with that, which is really rad. Um, But anyways, I hope you have a beautiful day and hopefully this episode has been a little bit of education for you and given you a glimmer of hope. Should you have ever experienced concussion in the past, maybe this will help you going forward because I, that's my goal. I want to make mountain bikers more resilient and feel more confident and strong on and off the bike. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I will catch you next week.